Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Royce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. How you doing, Kath? Hi, Pat. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm drinking a spicy margarita from a can. Ooh. Drinking a Hello. canned cocktail right now. Um, it's pretty good. Nice. It's pretty good. Spicy mar- Yeah. I, I had two margaritas the other day after a show in Abilene, Texas, because like Abilene feels like all the shit that I remember from the '90s is just still kind of kicking out there. Like, <laughs> and I, I went, I went and had some frozen margaritas. I'm drinking a a Spite Seltzer right now. Mm. It's a Mighty Swell. It's like an Austin company, and I'm just realizing that he's like, oh cool, there's an Austin company. Oh cool, it's an Austin company. I'm like, is Austin just ground zero for the seltzer game now? I, it might be. I mean, like we have, we definitely have some up here, but I, I feel like in Austin, every time I talk to you, uh, you're drinking a different Austin local only brand of hard seltzer. So yeah, <laughs> business is booming down there. Yeah, man. Yeah, the seltzers are hard, and the 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 tokens are non fungible. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, what's what's up? Yeah, class, yeah, yeah. We're both having a little uh, little mid afternoon. Uh, I was gonna say nightcap, but it's the sun's still out. So I whatever mean, you call it's, the office. it's six o'clock here. I'll defend <laughs> yeah. myself a little bit. I just cracked a cold yeah. one. It's six o'clock. Uh, after this, yeah. I got nothing going on the rest of the night. So, you know. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Me, uh, we're we're here at the crib. It's uh, I'm 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 over here at my, at my girl's house. Uh, she's off. I go back on the on the road tomorrow. We both have nothing to do. Uh, yeah, I'm nice. about to watch some movies. Hell yeah. Drink some hard seltzers, smoke some weed. It's gonna be, it's going to be an incredible evening. An incredible <laughs> evening. <laughs> yeah. Much to look forward to. Well, let's yeah. uh, let's get into this episode so you can go uh, go chill with your with your lady. Um, yeah, man. Well, this one this. With, with, I feel like this is a good, this is my segue, you know, you, you and your girlfriend, you're about to have a nice romantic evening together, you know, spend some quality time. I never said time. romantic. I just said we were going <laughs> to smoke weed and watch TV. <laughs> I want to set quality the ex- time before you go I, on the road. I, I, I want to set the expectation. Okay. <laughs> I, I never said romantic. <laughs> yeah. You did not specify the movie that I feel like that, that really makes a difference. Yeah, I feel like we're watching the latest jackass movie. <laughs> <laughs> feeling very romantic um well this story this story is, is partially about a romance which is why i bring that up Ooh. um like unfortunately like all romances we discuss on this show it is it is doomed um yeah but you know that's that's gonna happen uh on on live cheese i think the you know? one the one good romance we had and even then it ended in tragedy was that the guy who kept running on the field dressed as various different professional <laughs> athletes uh him and his wife would practice uh, his like his little on his, his antics together, but he ended up passing away. But that was like, the only there's good that one, and then there's had. also um, the guy who kept escaping from prison to be with his boyfriend. That that's a oh, good yeah. romance yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, the Although Morris they eventually guy, yeah. broke up, I believe. So yeah, yeah, doomed. Yeah, not really. Yeah, not a lot of uh, long, strong relationships <laughs> here in the white sheet and steel world. Um, yeah, so this story, my mom actually sent this to me. So shout out to my mom. Um, she sent me a podcast episode interviewing one of the people uh, who is listed here. Um, and then I I looked around. There's also, if you want a whole thing about it, there's um, Wondery has a series called Dr. Death. And one of their seasons is about uh, one of the people in this story. That, that's Oh, I love, I love Dr. Death. Okay, so you might be familiar with this. Um, because I haven't listened to it, but... Um, well, I, I listened to the first episode, or the first se- season. I, yeah. I was one of those things where I was like, I'm kind of like weirded out to see what they do if they revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this this is one of the seasons. Um, so yeah, let's, let's just dive right in here. So a lot of my um, stuff comes from a Vanity Fair article from January 2016. Um, it is written by Adam Sorolsky, um, and... It says it's the headline is the celebrity surgeon who used love, money, and the Pope to scam an NBC news producer. So that gives you a little oh. bit, a little bit of a taste yes. of what we're going to be talking yeah. about today. <laughs> Usually, people in TV make great decisions. That's weird. Okay, <laughs> so I don't understand how, yeah. how she bit the bullet. This on that. this is tricky. It it I I feel for her, but it is it's pretty wild. So. The two kind of main people in our story are uh, this woman, Benita Alexander, who is an NBC News producer, as as mentioned, and uh, Dr. 
Paolo Macarini, which I believe the correct uh, Dr. Paul Macarena, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Macaroni. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to say it correctly one time because I don't want to do it every time, but I believe that his name is probably pronounced Macchiarini. So it's, okay. I think it's Macchiarini, but that's a lot of vowels. I'm going to call him Paul Macarini. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Paolo Macarini uh, is the is the doctor in the story, and and uh, yeah, these are our two protagonists. Um, Benita is uh, a a producer for NBC News. She works for Meredith Vieira, and they she meets Paolo um, while she is doing research for a TV special for Meredith Vieira. So. The special, okay. it's going to be called A Leap of Faith, and it's going to be a profile of Dr. Paolo Maccarini, who is a superstar in his field. He is credited with um, uh, performing the world's first synthetic organ transplant, which involved oh, wow. um, making a, a synthetic trachea, the th- your windpipe, the thing you breathe out of, uh, out of plastic, and then coating it with stem cells grown from the patient that it is going to be transplanted into. Um, he did this in 2011, and this is a huge deal because it there, it solves two problems, right? You have you have the problem of lack of donor organs, so they solve that problem with a with a plastic uh, trachea, yep. and then another huge problem with organ transplants is organ rejection. So coating mm-hmm. the the synthetic windpipe in this the patient stem cells um lowers the chance of it rejecting because it's okay you know the body's also has wiped out has wiped out the dramatic stakes of like any like 18th season episode of a hospital drama (laughs) like it was all about yeah getting somebody the organ and then is their body going to take the organ and that's how you kept season 17 of uh, Grey's Anatomy afloat right like there's no one running with a cooler in this scenario they're just they're 3d printing (laughs) is what they're doing which is a lot less you know riveting to watch so that's a problem yeah for sure um but yeah so they meet um she's doing sort of background interviewing for this potential tv special um as she's interviewing him he's getting ready to do um another surgery that would be like a huge deal which is this synthetic trachea transplant on a child he's never he's only done it on adults before um there's a, a two-year-old uh, girl named Hannah Warren. He is uh, planning to perform the surgery on her. So that's where they meet. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background about Paolo. Um, so he is, because he's kind of the culprit in this. He's sort of the, he's the con. Um, okay. So Paolo, uh, he was born in Switzerland to Italian parents. He attended the University of Pisa, where he uh, got a medical degree he had a specialization in surgery, and uh, in 1990, he moved to America, where, according to his CV, he did a fellowship in thoracic surgery at the University of Alabama. Um, then he kind of went all over. He went uh, to France to get a master's of science and a PhD in organ and tissue transplantation. Um, he said he had a master's in biostatistics from Alabama uh, and a PhD in life and health science from France. Uh, after this, like, you know, racking up degrees, he taught all over Europe. Um, he had full tenure professorships in, uh, France, Germany, and Spain. So this is all leading up to him performing this, like, amazing transplant. He, like, did all of this. So, um, he, so I said in, in 2011, but then further down in this article, it says, uh, oh, okay. In 2008, he did the trachea transplant with a donor organ, and even that was like amazing. So, yeah. t- the, when he does it with the synthetic one, it's t- 2011. It's a few years later, but um, he does the f- this uh, successful trachea transplant using stem cells um, in Barcelona in 2008, and this was like when stem cells were kind of becoming like a hot medical research thing. So this was like a really yep. big deal. Um, so he gets a ton of international accolades from this and Italy wants him back. So Italy is like more than a lot of other European countries is experiencing uh, like a really bad brain drain. Like people leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very like economically stagnant place. It's pretty much just like a theme park for tourists pretty much like there's not a lot yeah. going on there. <laughs> so 
So Italy's like, how do we get this guy back? Like, we want to be on the map in terms of medical um, yeah. advancement and stuff. <laughs> You put a ziti on the windowsill. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then the smell of the ziti. Like, you guys are scientists. It hooks you his nose. This. They get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brings yeah, him gonna, over there I'm from need, Spain. Yeah, I don't need to explain this to y'all. You know, like, <laughs> you guys know this. Exactly. It's a perfect plan. But no, so they try to lure him back with this, like, really cushy appointment. They're like, you're going to get your own lab. You're going to get... Um, you know, a residency at the best hospital in Italy, in Florence. You'll have a full professorship. Um, it like, you know, come back and we will hook you up. However, yeah. uh, Italian law requires a proof of equivalency for these full professorship jobs. So full professor in Europe basically means like a tenured professor in the, in the U.S. It's like the highest rank of professor, pretty much. So... In order to appoint somebody a full professor in this way, uh, the university in Florence where he was going to work had to show that he'd held an equivalent post um, at a comparable institution. So this was supposed to be like a totally... Shouldn't be a problem at all. Exactly. Like this was supposed yeah. to be a total rubber stamp type thing. Um, but the commission was assembled to like verify his uh, professorships. And lo and behold... He didn't end up getting the job. They did not release the findings of the commission, but he, d he never ended up getting the job. So mm. keep that in mind for later. That's going to come back, as, yep, you, yep. as you may think. Um, so he did operate uh, at this hospital for a while. He just didn't have the teaching job. But then he moved on to um, the Karolinska Institute, which is the uh, place that awards the Nobel Prize for Science. So extremely prestigious, um, the, the yeah. place he moves to. Anyway, so that's all Paolo Maccarini. That's, that is who uh, Alexandra is meeting. That is who she's like, thinks she's interviewing. You know what I mean? So she's like suitably really impressed. And um, like she's interviewing him because Meredith Vieira had read a profile of him about a year after he did the synthetic trachea implant. And she was yeah. like, I want to do a story about this guy. He seems amazing. Um, so that's when she calls Benita in to meet with him. And she is also really impressive. She um, She's won a bunch of Emmys. She's won a bunch of other awards for journalism. Um, she's had, like, a really successful career. She's worked with, like, everybody at NBC. So, like, everybody really trusts her. Um, she is, at the time that they meet, she is married to her second husband, uh, but it doesn't sound like things were going great. And she also, her first husband, uh, who she was still close with, was currently dealing with brain cancer. So she's like in a very emotional, like emotionally vulnerable place. Right. And yep. so she meets Paolo and she said, having worked with so many patients who were terminally ill, he was an amazing friend to me during this time and a solid, reliable pillar of strength. He spent hours listening to me talk all about it and offering gentle advice. So they really bonded like right away. Yeah. And Man. it's almost like if he could just like, it's almost like it seems like he, he certainly knows how to fake it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and it's like, maybe, maybe you just, just fake it all the time. It <laughs> just, I don't know. They, they just, but uh, yeah, cause I'm sure she's about to see a different side of him, but well, th yeah, I mean, this is what is so crazy is like, he, he did like, he was a doctor. Like he was, successful it's just yeah he just kind of couldn't stop himself it's very weird but anyway mm -hmm. yeah kind of like the, the lady who worked at the drug lab and and, and yeah she was like she was yeah she she was you like she was doing the job she was good at it it was like she just wanted that rock star status that yeah, i think you know, that is it, very much what is going on here because <coughs> so like they uh, alexander and macarini start to bond and um they meet again in illinois when macarini is about to operate on this this child, this two year old child, who, um, you know, they're they're like filming this and they're getting ready to to like shoot stuff for the special. She's interviewing him, so they get really close. And then, unfortunately, this this child that he operates on dies from post surgical complications. So uh, this seems to be a running theme. A lot of people he does this to die. So <laughs> it's it does work for some people like it does seem like it 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 just it's a wildly risky technique I guess is what I'm getting yeah. at. And like she sees a lot of people he operates on die. Like not physically but like while they're together 
a lot of people that he's working on die. So I just think that's interesting to know for later. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he comes home, just throws his keys on the table. He's like, oh, shit, man, another one today. Uh, like <laughs> well, like, the thing that's so weird to me, too, that, like, I really want to highlight is they're starting a relationship while she's supposed to be making a documentary about him. So... Yeah, it's a little bit of a, like a, a, a clash of a, or a, um, what was the word? Conflict, conflict of, of interest. interest there. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Especially because like yeah. what he does is kind of controversial because it kills a lot of people. So like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little bit shady and like she knows it's kind of shady, but she sticks with it. She's like so charmed by this guy and you know, eventually they, they get into this like really serious romantic relationship and it's like. Um, he takes her traveling they go to venice for this like romantic weekend he pays for everything he takes her to michelin star restaurants like they're you know they're living the high life and she is totally dazzled by this um <laughs> yeah man, like, what am, I, i'm glad you know what i'm glad he's found a good work-life balance like sure he killed four people that yeah. week but he's, he's still he doesn't let that get him down he's still going to nice restaurants he's still taking his gal out for a night of dancing you know yeah. and i think i think if you're gonna kill four people in bot surgeries that's how, that's how you bounce back right okay? little, it's like i mean he, of, he's not the one that died so yeah yeah <laughs> gotta keep living baby yeah yeah, Dr. Polly Macarena is still alive and a kicking. You know, like he's still, yeah, man, he's still got a life to live. Okay. So their courtship goes up through the entire time they're producing this documentary about him, and she like Benita Alexander is like very she's shady about when she told who and what she told them. Like she insists she told people about this earlier than. Uh, then she did. Uh, some people that she said she told back then didn't realize that um, they were dating at this point until the Vanity Fair reporter contacted them. Like, it's all very shady. She definitely yeah, was trying started, to keep it a secret for a while, for sure. Yeah, they, they sort of seem like, like, hey, the working title you submitted is uh, Dr. Paolo uh, Modicini, the most handsome doctor. Yeah. And we just <laughs> thought that was a little weird around here. A little like. over the top. <laughs> <laughs> So they end up getting engaged um, before before the documentary comes out, but after it's done being produced, um, they get engaged. And in the six months between uh, their engagement and June, so the Christmas 2013, between then and June 2014, they uh, they went on trips to the Bahamas, Turkey, Mexico, Greece, and Italy. So they are living it up. They are having yeah, a great man. time. Yeah, that's. They, Hell yeah. He's taking her on shopping sprees. They're eating at fancy restaurants. He uh, brings her to meet his mother. So she's like, oh, my God, this Italian man bringing me to meet his mother. This is a big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, yeah that, that, that's what's up. That, that, those are all those are all good signs. Like, it's just so funny. Like, she's winning like the Instagram trad wife fucking jackpot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, and like, it's just, you know, all these all these poor dead bodies, you know, or whatever. But yeah, no, she, she is crushing it. Yeah. She's, uh, and it's unclear in this article, but it seems like she maybe left her second husband for him. Like, I think she damn well better. I think have. she did. Okay. I'll say that. But so, um, uh, uh Macarini is also in the process of a divorce. So he proposes on, on Christmas, but then in the summer of 2014, he says, my divorce has finally come through here's a beautiful engagement ring. And then, you know, she gets the ring and they start planning their wedding, which is a whole, whole thing. We were talking in the last episode about how people go crazy for weddings. These people yeah. go crazy for weddings. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so right around the time that they got engaged, Macarini kind of let her in on a little secret. So he would kind of disappear uh, like pretty, sporadically he'd just be like i'm sorry i gotta go i have you know important medical stuff to do and basically he said you gotta go kill somebody real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said there's too many guys alive at this hospital <laughs> tell me to come on in and do my thing he he told her that he is um you know part of this network of like vip doctors and surgeons that work on um you know like really elite uh high important people politicians rich people his big thing that we're going to talk about a lot is the pope 
he says that he is like a, the doctor on call for the Vatican. So, oh, which is like one in terms of like Italian success. That's like one step <laughs> below Tony Danza. Yeah, like, that's yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, like that's can, it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can be Tony Danza, and then you can be the doctor on call for the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> So over time, she said that he had said that he had worked on uh, the Clintons, uh, Emperor Akihito of Japan, and Obama, and uh, <laughs> all at once. All at once. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like he he definitely was like it seems like he told everyone, but made it seem like it was a big secret every time. That's kind of the vibe I'm yeah, getting. Uh, like he's like, oh yeah, and that, don't that's let a, that's any don't of... tell anybody, but Obama yeah, is yeah, calling yeah. me, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I worked on a little somebody. I can't tell you their name, but I'll tell you, it rhymes with Osama. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Um, so he like they start planning this wedding. And um, the, again, with the name droppy stuff. So they they set the date. They're like, we're going to get married in Rome in July. And we want to get married in a Catholic church. But we're both divorcees. So this is a problem because um, that's not allowed. And, you know, they really want to get married in the Catholic Church. And uh, Macarini says, well, I have an idea. Let me call up my friend, the Pope, in the Vatican. (laughs) And he goes to visit the Pope. He goes to visit the Pope. And uh, he tells Alexander that he met with the Pope for four hours. And that the Pope (laughs) said, not only am I giving you the approval to get married in in the Catholic Church, I will officiate your wedding. And what? Yeah. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so, you know, Alexander is like, this is amazing. This kicks yeah. ass. Like, we're going to have the coolest <laughs> wedding ever because, like, we're going to invite all of his famous patients and the Pope is going to yep. officiate. And Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Um, they, They're going all out for this wedding. It, they're in, like, full crazy wedding planning <laughs> mode. They invite... Everybody. I'm gonna put him on right now. Talk, you talk to him right now. Like, oh, hello, it's the Pope, <laughs> and I am having a damn good time with Paulo. He's like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, bye. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. That was the Pope, man. <laughs> that's what he sounds like. People don't know. Yeah, yeah. he sounds he different sounds like when he speaks Latin. It's different. It yeah, yeah. <laughs> so th- this is like okay. So they he, they say they're gonna invite the Clintons, the Obamas, Putin. Sarkozy. Uh, <laughs> you go to fight Putin too. Like, like, isn't like this is 2014, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't have been so like, like quite like Obama's insane, still the president. Like, like Putin and Obama are gonna come to this fucking wedding. Yeah, man, <laughs> like, they're gonna put politics aside for this wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're going nuts. They're like, fucking Andrea Bocelli is gonna sing. Uh, we're getting it catered by this restaurant, Enoteca Pinciori, which has three Michelin stars. Like we are going for it. Kevin James is going to be there. You know, just like, <laughs> like, like just that tier of celebrity. Yeah, man. Fucking Kevin James is coming. It's going to be amazing. Um, so, uh, this is another detail that I think is very funny. So, um, the bride's dress is going to be made by Matthew Christopher, who is a fashion designer. And um, they have like a lunch with Matthew Christopher and his husband, David Marchi, who works for him. And they're talking about the dress and everything. And then um, Macarini says to them, you know, uh, the Pope wants you to participate in the wedding ceremony. And, uh, particularly David Marchi, Matthew Christopher's husband, who is Italian, is like, oh, my God, like the, the Pope is going to have gay husbands, like two gay married men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Participate in this wedding. This is incredible. Like this is like as as like a gay man who grew up Catholic. This is like amazing. Like yeah. he was crying like this. You yeah, know, that's, a, that's a really big get. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like this would have been a huge historic thing. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, just fucking lying, just lying through yeah, his goddamn yeah. teeth. <laughs> just so crazy. Like, why would you lie like this? But I just think he couldn't yeah, like, fucking help himself. That's like a, a lot, a lie that like, that's like a lie that impacts the narrative of human history. Right. Like, that's, yeah. For that's, Catholics, that's, that's a like a really world altering lie. lie. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fabric of society is impacted by that lie. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a real big one. 
it's crazy. But, you know, he's <laughs> he just wants to see people happy, I guess, because he's, you yeah. know, he's meeting with them about it. Hey, Remember that? Remember those moments? Remember that those like fifteen minutes though, where you thought you were gonna be the first gay Italian man to get uh, to be on a wedding with the Pope. Remember how that felt? You're welcome. Yeah, I gave that to you. <laughs> so you know, uh, Benita Alexander's like, "Fuck NBC! I'm moving to Europe to be the paid ass wife of this famous doctor." Fuck NBC! <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know why I'll never know. I mean, I guess I can just ask, but. My grandma and my mom, one day, seemingly out of nowhere, I found out they had a long-standing hatred of Meredith Vieira. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. I think maybe it has something to do with her replacing Regis on Millionaire. I, I Maybe. I don't know. But one day, they were just talking about The View or one of those shows that she was on. And my mom was like, yeah, well, that's what Meredith said. And my grandma went, oh, that bitch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that woman did. To, I think that's to, like a to, very to common, like... If you're like home a lot during the day and you watch daytime television, yeah. I feel like you you create like very elaborate fictions about the pe- the people you spend your yeah, time yeah. with on the television. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that, that that was definitely them. It was like that. <laughs> and like, these are the same women that like like love uh, Gina from the show Martin because of all she put up with from Martin Lawrence. That's beautiful. Like, justice for Gina. Yeah, not just like yeah, not just for like the harassment and stuff, but they'll also. If you have five minutes to spare, they will tell you how that is the only actress that could have played off him comedically. Yes. (laughs) They have strong TV opinions. (laughs) That rocks. But yeah, so she she feels the same as your mom and your grandma. She's like, fuck you, Meredith Vieira. I'm going to Europe. (laughs) Yeah, she's team team Pat's granny. I like it. Team Pat's granny. Just like, I'm out of here. So yeah, she leaves her job. Um, She tells her daughter's school, like, we're not coming back. We're, We're going to Europe. And then uh, the next day, she gets an email from her friend. Uh, the subject line of the email just says, the Pope, which is very funny to me. I'm really glad Go that the Vanity on. Fair article included that. That's, like, so funny to me. It just gives, like, a little nod of consideration when she scrolls over, like, huh. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, go on. I'll bite. What's up? What's up about the Pope? So She's like, oh, you mean Paulo's friend? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, my husband's friend. <laughs> um, so the, the email included a link to an article about how the Pope was going to be in South America in July, which was when they were supposed to be getting married, when the Pope was supposed to be officiating their wedding. So... <laughs> You know, she's suitably confused. <laughs> yeah, wait a tick. Hold on. That guy's supposed to be doing my wedding. <laughs> right. He du- he's double booked. He's double booked. Yeah. Saving people in South America. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she she asks Macarini about this and he he says that, you know, it's it's all Vatican politics. Let me I got to go to Rome. I'll straighten it out. Don't worry about it. Like <laughs> Gotta go to Rome and straighten this out. Yeah, who are you, the fucking apostle Paul? Like you just go to Rome and figure this shit out. That's hilarious. That's what he said. He's like, don't worry, (laughs) he's gonna come back early. He'll do the wedding. I gotta go to Rome. He's went to the Cheesecake Factory and stayed at the like at the airport Radisson. Right. (laughs) He came back and was like, okay, just got back from Rome. Everything's good. (laughs) (laughs) So she, to her credit, I feel like a lot of people who have been taken on these kind of whirlwind romances they stay on the hook a lot longer than this woman did because this woman yeah. as soon as this happened is like oh i'm being bullshitted like she that would, would yeah that, that's good but also it's like he if there's anybody you're gonna take this bullshit from i mean world famous surgeon who came upon your radar because nbc news was doing a documentary about him you know what i'm saying it wasn't like right like like i yeah, it wasn't like this dude was, like, fixing your fucking sink, and he's like, oh, also, I know the Pope. You know, like, this, this was just some guy. And that, and that's kind of what she says, like, when she's asked about it. She's like, look, I didn't, like, meet him at a bar. Like, I was interviewing yeah. him for Meredith Vieira to do an <laughs> hour television special about his work, which we then aired. Like, uh, yeah. it, it, it's... It makes sense that she kind of bought it for as long as she did, even though a lot of what he said was pretty outlandish. It's like, well, the Pope does need a doctor. Like, why wouldn't yeah. it be this guy? You know, like, I don't think yeah. he needs a new windpipe. I don't really understand what <laughs> yeah. that, you know, but like. I, Which is one of my, my biggest criticisms of religion is that the Pope needs a doctor. I feel if it was real, he wouldn't need he wouldn't, a doctor. If That's it was me. real, he wouldn't need one. That is a good point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But yeah, so like to her credit, the the house of cards starts to crumble and she realizes eventually the sort of painful reality of the situation. She just said the Pope's not going to officiate her wedding. <laughs> yeah. And that like maybe some other stuff isn't true as well. Um, yeah. So she said, I just didn't want to put two and two together. I didn't want Paolo to not be the man I believed him to be. I didn't want the fairy tale to end. Um, so she had to very humiliatingly cancel the wedding and like email all of these people who had like bought flights and hotels and yeah. clothes and just be like, yeah, we're not getting married. And yeah, she's got to email celebrity chef Bobby Flay. Like, sorry, sorry. You yeah. Can't come to, to yeah. The Kevin James is very disappointed. He had yeah, yeah, yeah. a whole movie shoot built around it. Yeah. Yeah. Out. He was going to do Paul. Yeah. Paul Blart four. Right. And now he can't do that. So, um, she and again, I think this is because she's like, number one, she has a background in journalism. Number two, she has money. She has her own money. So yeah. she gets like a private investigator right away and, and figures figures out this stuff and realizes like pretty much everything he said about the wedding was not true. Um, the, not So not only like they ask like Andrea Bocelli and his wife, who's his manager, is like, yeah, he doesn't do weddings. Like he's not... <laughs> He's not doing weddings. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, no, no, sorry. He doesn't work that circuit. Right. <laughs> and then, and like, yeah, the, the Vatican like adamantly denies, like, we don't know this guy. Like, there is no yeah. personal doctor of the Pope by that name. Um, oh, a- Andrew Bocelli's statement was just like, hey, are you doing this wedding next fall? And he's just like, no. It's <laughs> like a long ass no. <laughs> But most kind of most troublingly, um, this Maccarini was still married. Like this was all an extramarital affair. He was still oh, with his wife. Shit, yo, you're telling your side piece that the fucking Pope is gonna officiate yeah. the wedding? That is, that is some. Wow, that is. They're swinging for the fences, and they're for just real. swinging for the outer reaches of the fucking solar system. That's insane. And that's the thing that makes me think: like, what did you expect, dude? Like, yeah. what did you expect to happen? Like, how were you gonna get through this? Like, you're already married in Italy, I believe. Like, it's just like, yeah, crazy that he he. <laughs> Like, he didn't have to do this. Again, like, this is, like, this is your side piece. Like, keep the expectations manageable, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't tell your side piece the lie that's going to, like, again, alter the fabric of the, of human history. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, no, actually, the yeah, the Pope is going to have a gay man sit down at this wedding. This is going to change society going forward. Like, that's not a <laughs> lie you tell your side piece. <laughs> yeah, man. So, that is, like, so wild. So... That when this falls apart, you know, again, she's like a she's a journalist. So she's like, there is surely other stuff this guy is lying about because this is this is not like a healthy person. Um, yeah. Is this, this what's this dude? Does this dude look like? Is he dashing or is he definitely look like like he's a doctor and he has high income? But he's like, is, uh, he, is, is he ugly? I, I think he's handsome in like a like old Italian guy way. Like he's not. OK. I don't know if he's like a movie star, but like, but I, I think he's handsome. Um, okay. Especially if he's like, you know, presented to you as like a rich, successful doctor. I'll, I'll text you a picture of him. You know, let me okay. know what you think. Um, yeah, he's not, he's not bad looking, but it's not, he's not doing this on looks. I would say, I feel like there is. Yeah. Cause I, I, I you know there was like that bit of like that ugly desperation there where it was just like, no, I could, like, it would, I mean, like it would make sense that he's telling these huge lies. Cause like, he looks like Rick Moranis or whatever. Like. Right. Like, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who, like, you know, was, like, rejected in, in school and stuff. He's, like, you know, he looks like a like an Italian, a nice Italian man. Um, okay, I'm just going to picture him. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's, yeah, no, I, yeah, that, that guy could definitely fucking. He's doing um, fine. He's doing fine. Yeah, He's yeah, de- yeah. He wouldn't be, yeah. he wouldn't be, like, completely out of the running without the Pope. If you know he looks I mean? like that and he's, yeah, and he's already a doctor and old girl, if this is who, who is like with him in the photos, like yeah. old girl, that's a good looking lady. Like, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I just feel like 
Dude, they could guys both... who look like you cheat all the time and get away with it, man. Like, what are you it, doing? Yes, like... that is a really good way to put it. Is like guys that look like yeah, that yeah. are able to cheat all the time. Um, you know, if they're a little bit crafty yeah. about it. But this guy's like, yeah. he's just like an Icarus of lying. Like he just gets too, yeah. too close to the sun. Like can't keep it straight. So it, um, it's it's like a, like they talk about like like with the serial killers being like a, a process killer or a product killer. Are you a killer who just wants the dead body mm. and like that like the killing part is like you like you don't like it or are you a serial killer who like you like the process? It seems like he lies to get to get laid, but it's like it's it's more a, it's at least equal parts about the lie for him. Like, yeah, like you know like like it's like, not yeah like like he's like he's a six he would have been a successful and respected person minus all of the fake stuff like he would have been yeah like like you said it's like the the um drug lab lady where it's like he wants to be the rock star that's yeah 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 and i think that's probably why he does these really risky surgeries is because like the risk of it it's probably uh, a lot yes. like the adrenaline of lying in the, these really big ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. An, oh, yeah. A lesson of hubris that was uh that was explored as ever so expertly in the first installment of the Doctor Strange series uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. <laughs> like, this guy's Doctor yeah, Strange. Just, yeah. 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 You, yeah. You find out that he's like not taking surgeries where he could save somebody's life because they're not like headline grabbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he crashes his car. So you Fucks be the up judge his surgery of hands. people like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah. So unsurprisingly, not only is this guy faking this relationship with this woman, um, he's also not really who he says he is medically either. So. <gasps> oh. Yeah. 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 Um, so. <laughs> In 2012, which was a year after he did that um, synthetic trachea transplant, he was charged in Italy with attempted fraud related to alleged efforts to persuade very ill patients to undergo radical surgery at facilities where he had had admitting privileges and presumably a good financial arrangement. So basically, like we said, he was telling people like he was trying to convince them to let him do these really risky surgeries on him on (laughs) them. Which would then get him glory and fame if they yeah. worked out, you know? Come on, let me sew your foot to your head. Come on, what are you yeah. going to be dead in four years anyway? Just let me sew your foot. I'll be the only guy who did it. <laughs> I'll right. be the only guy I'll get to beat Meredith Vieira if you let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like the lowest level celebrity <laughs> like reinforcement ever. Like, I'll get to have lunch with Meredith Vieira. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But that like that, I really feel like that is the motivation here is for that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants. And um, Dude, Europeans are obsessed with the most like B grade American celebrities. It's insane. <laughs> that is true. Like maybe Meredith Vieira is really popular in, in Italy. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you say Meredith Vieira, like an entire like little like Tuscany, you know, like a cafe in Tuscany. Every head whips around like Meredith Vieira. Like they're just <laughs> completely taken. <laughs> I mean, I am about to go to Italy, so I will see. Uh, I will see what. Hell yeah! Tell up. people you know Meredith Vieira and report back. And I'll see, see what, what the culture. I'll see what the culture is like over there at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been yeah. there in a long time, but I do remember they their their taste in American pop music is always very interesting. So I'll, I'll see what's playing over there, what they're bumping. Yeah, I lived in Germany, and they were just perpetually six years behind yeah. on everything. I was just gonna go over there. I was gonna read an article. It was like, uh, like. American comedian uh, elected to like Italian Italian Parliament somehow. Just in between the, the, the all the only words that I can read in the article that aren't in Italian is just <laughs> da 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 Kath Kath Barbadoro da 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 Amigo de Meredith Vieira. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of one of my one of my favorite Thirty Rock jokes, which is it's a Halloween episode, and Siri, the like hot intern, is wearing um, a bikini. And she's like, uh, they're they're all going through like what their costumes are, and she goes, "Get it? I'm an Italian senator." <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he he'd been you know charged with fraud in 2012. The case is still in the courts, which is very Italian that it's been t- ten years and it's still in the courts. <laughs> um, but like some of the more serious charges were dropped, but like definitely people found this guy a little bit sus. And then, of course, there's that job that he was offered in Florence that never came to fruition. So 
what happened there? There in lies all of the keys to this mystery. Um, so this commission was formed like, again, they thought this was just going to be a rubber stamping. Like, yes, you've been a full professor somewhere else. Therefore we can hire you here. Like it, yeah. it's a, it's a part of Italian law that they have to do this. They didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but things get off on the wrong foot when, um, Macarini, so he went to the University of Pisa, right, to get his uh, medical degree. And Delicious. one of the people, yes, very good. Um, one of the people on the committee was at the University of Pisa when he was there and said, wait, this guy's claiming he also taught at Pisa, but he didn't. I was there with him. He, was, he had never been a professor there. So Ooh. they got off on the wrong foot right away. Um, but they're yeah, going right. through like that was for an associate professorship. So it wasn't really relevant to th- what the committee actually needed to find out. So like they still but they were like, OK, we need to look at this really closely because that's like a bad sign. Um, so they start investigating. They start calling around and they realize that like everywhere that they're talking to. Macarini does have a good reputation. Like they're like, yeah, he he was a he was a very competent surgeon. He was a good researcher, um, but none of them are saying yes, he was a professor. They're all like he was an adjunct or he did a fellowship here. Um, so he basically just like was inflating everything on his resume to yeah. say that he had he had done this stuff. Um, so they found out like before he had come to this hospital in Florence, he had never been a full professor anywhere, and. Um, I remember I read all of those sort of accolades um, at the beginning about what he'd done. Um, so the University of Alabama denied that he had a master's in biophysics or sorry, biostatistics. They were like, no, he doesn't. The only thing we have from him is that he did a six month uh, non-surgical fellowship in oncology, which is two years shy of a clinical fellowship. He would claimed he'd done a two year fellowship in thoracic surgery. He had not. Um the, the university in Paris, where he said he'd been a professor, never responded for comment. Uh, and the German university said that he'd only ever been an adjunct there. So, Oof. yeah. So they find Man, out this guy is lying about pretty much everything. <coughs> um, but they don't want to be embarrassed because they this guy is like an international medical uh, celebrity, you know? Yeah. So and and they have just like made this very public like this was printed in newspapers that they were recruiting this guy. So they're like, well, fuck, we can't we don't want to break the law because like giving of putting this guy up to a full professorship would break the law. Um, But we also don't want to be embarrassed. So they basically denied him the professorship but kept the findings of the commission secret and let him work at the hospital anyway, because he did have a medical degree. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, they're not breaking any rules, but it's like a guy like that. I mean, you know, someone who's clearly willing to to, to bend the rules and misrepresent themselves for such small reasons. Like now you're putting him in charge of of people's lives. lives. Someone with an an ego that sensitive, that's really dangerous. Right. So like, you know, this is one of those things where it's like, I feel like, you know, if a lawyer did this, they'd be disbarred. Like, this seems like something you should yeah. take someone's medical license for. But they were like, yeah, but he just did this amazing surgery. And, like, he's really famous. And we just got him. <laughs> I can just hear, like, comedy parallels. He's got this really good bit. I mean, yeah. Yep. Like, he just, yep. Sure, he, you know, he, yeah, yeah, he jacked off in front of a bunch of people. But, I mean, but like, come on, his bits are great. He though, sells you know, tickets. Like, <laughs> what are we going to yeah, do? Sells, yeah, everybody's fucking making money. <laughs> like, yeah, man. <laughs> So, yeah, so they just let him work there. And um, and again, like, uh, Benita Alexander, when she's interviewed, she says, like, this was not a guy I picked up in a bar. This was a renowned, accomplished, established yeah. surgeon whom we had followed all over the world. The very prospect of him making all of this stuff up, even as I described it to friends as surreal and overwhelming, seemed too ridiculous to give it any credence. Why would he risk his reputation by doing that? What reason could he have to possibly lie to me, someone he obviously loved in that manner? Uh, I feel like she's, that is like, uh, did he love you? He seems like maybe a yeah, sociopath, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I get it. It's a hard yeah. thing to let go of. But yeah, yeah. what's, what's that old poem like? Uh, uh, love is kind, love is dishonest, love is deceitful about its medical accolades, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, 
there's a great like vignette at the end of the article that I won't uh, repeat, but you should definitely go read it about how like on what would have been her wedding day, she and some of her friends go to Barcelona to see his house because he like he's mostly based in Barcelona. And she'd never been there, despite all their travel. She'd never been to his house in Barcelona because he had multiple multiple houses. And as suspected, this is where his wife and two kids are. Like, this Ooh. is yeah, man. So like, she really she really sees it all. And then to add just insult to injury to this poor woman, she gets when she gets back to the U.S. after going to see him in Barcelona, um, she finds out that the TV special they made is nominated for an Emmy. And she's like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck. So. Hell yeah. 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 So, yeah. And like, she's like, you know what? I'm just going to get home and I'm just going to pretend like none of this ever happened. Yep. I'm just going to put it beside me. And you know, it's a new year. It's a new me. Oh, oh, what's that? I got to hit the fucking, I got to hit the, the, the media outlet say for the next year because I'm contending for an Emmy now. To, oh man. That is uh you're a victim of your own success. Right. And especially because like there was they interviewed like one guy for the documentary that um where like he he had a little bit of reservation about how kind of risky the surgeries were. But other than that, it was just like a love letter to this guy. And it's like Yeah. You know, she was convinced <laughs> that it was not a conflict of interest and she could keep things professional, but it's like, man, you gotta like Maybe he did love you. It seems like he he promised you the world, but like he probably also was really happy that you were going to give him some really positive coverage and that kind of yeah. seems like what he was after. So, yeah, um th- so this came out in 2016. A bunch of stuff has happened to this guy since like after this article came out, all of this stuff was investigated um and he, you know, he did face some consequences. So, um I was saying the hospital that he worked in most recently was the Karolinska Institute, which is the um, place that gives out the Nobel Prizes. So yeah, it's a really big deal that those people vouched for him and a bunch of them had to resign because they let him work there. So um, yeah, a ton of people at the Karolinska Institute resigned. He obviously had to resign. Um, there was an investigation into him in Sweden, which is where the Karolinska Institute is, um, for involuntary manslaughter. Um, because he like, again, for the same reason, like convincing these people to have these really risky surgeries that he really wasn't like, he was overstating his sort of qualifications to, to operate on them. Um, yeah. So, uh, they found in 2017 that he'd been negligent in four of the five cases investigated. Um, but uh, a crime cannot be proven because the patients might have died under any other treatment given. So basically, I guess you're allowed to experiment on terminal patients uh, and not <laughs> go to jail, which is pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah, well, I'm glad we got an established precedent. Yeah. So yeah. that <laughs> sucks. Christ. Um, he was sentenced to 16 months in prison in Italy in 2019 for abuse of office and forging documents. I think that has to do with him, um, you know, being fraudulent about his qualifications. Uh, they yeah. did reopen an investigation into him in Sweden for assault charges, but stemming from the same thing, like manslaughter assault, um, for, you know, misrepresenting this stuff, but there hasn't been any sentencing yet. So, I mean, he's disgraced, but, like, yeah, he lived yeah, pretty th- good so for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 14 months, I mean, hell, it's, that's Italian prison? What are they doing? They're probably... Making tiramisu and yeah, stitching together just like, fucking Adidas pants. It's all day. just like the prison part of Goodfellas. They're just slicing up yeah, garlic yeah. with a razor blade. <laughs> People are bringing Real them sl- sausages. Yes. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy, man. Um, yeah, worth it. I mean, for only sixteen months in, I mean, he's disgraced, but he's like, I don't know, man. It seems like he he's gonna have something to fall back on when he gets out, you know, like or, or if it isn't already out, it just doesn't seem like. Like, he can walk away from all that international good press and goodwill. I'm sure there's some place to be willing to give him a residency, even if he's not making what he used to. He's still making a comfortable salary, a comfortable wage. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I like, I feel like when I think about what he actually had, I feel like it's not worth it just because, like, you could have just been a regular doctor and had a good life. Yeah. Like, you didn't need yep. to be the most famous doctor in the world, you know? Like, yeah. 
if he didn't have like a, an insatiable need to lie to people, he could have, it's not like he had no other skills, you know, like yeah. sometimes we cover con con artists on the show where it's like their skill is manipulating people. Like, I think this guy had other stuff he could have done if he yeah, didn't yeah, want to yeah, manipulate people, was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He clearly got on the, 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 the radar of, you know, of, of NBC. I mean, I guess some of that was through fraudulent means, but yeah, he was, a, he was a global superstar in the terms of, of surgeries. I mean, he was, you look at like Dr. Malachi Love Robinson, you know, one of our patrons. Right, the like he, he did legitimately earn a medical degree. Like he could have just yeah, been a yeah. regular doctor and not done superstar surgeries, yeah. but you know, made good yeah. money. Doctors a do doctor, well. Looking like that, looking like how he looked yeah. with his medical degree. If he would have moved to like Plano, Texas, that dude up. would be, yeah, cleaned oh, up, up to his Italian elbows. Accent. You know Forget about it. He would have yeah. done great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would have crushed it. Um, yeah, man. This, this is the thing. It's, it's it's like people. If we could do like a, a scam artist consulting firm where we just tell people like, look, like we're gonna find that sweet spot. Where you're never really breaking that crazy of a law, but yep. you're able to get the most bang for your buck. And that's that wave you want to ride. Right. Totally. Just don't tell them you know the Pope. Like, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is like, rule I number one. I can't stress one. this enough. Don't. Yeah, you need to dissolve <laughs> all <laughs> mentions of relations between you and the head of the Catholic Church. You can that's gonna, say that's gonna, you gonna... met Meredith Vieira. Like, that's yeah, the yeah. level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. There's a wide gulf between Meredith Vieira and the Pope. Exactly. And you, know, and, uh, you got to know how to navigate that. Uh, and that's what yeah. we teach you to do here at Lie, Cheat, and Steal. Yeah. Um, so that's well, the story shit, of uh, of Paolo Macchiarini. Macchiarini. Well, thank you so much for telling us that story. That was a real fun one. Uh, I I love just you got to love that just like that. I just outlandish swing for the fences lies. <laughs> that guy. Fun time. Um, a horrible human being, but a great podcast episode subject <laughs> for sure. Um, guys, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, we do two free episodes a month that you can catch on, on this feed or wherever you listen to podcasts. We also do two paid episodes a month on our, our Patreon. Uh, you can go over there and sign it up. It's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Now, you can find me. I'm all over the place these days with a bunch of tour dates. So you can find all my tour dates listed on my Instagram and my Twitter, both of which are at PZTX. It's P-E-E-Z-Y-T-X. I do another podcast called Good at Plants, Bad at Life, where we talk about all sorts of fun stuff like how to survive after the, the apocalypse with just you versus plants or, you know, uh, uh, how to give your plants too much light or too little light or what you need to do. Pretty much any interesting, fun, cool thing about plants uh, you can find out about on this podcast called Good at Plants, Bad at Life. And uh, Kath, you got anything for us? Um, not at the moment. Listen to my other podcast, What a Time to Be Alive. It's a weekly roundup of stupid news stories that I do with two other comedian friends. We have a live show July 8th at the Gutter in Greenpoint in New York City. We may have some traveling stuff coming up. I'm going to be in Austin at the end of July at the Velveeta Room. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for me. Follow me on social media at Kath Barbadoro. And thanks for listening, everybody. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, uh, with summer's coming up, man, it's going to be fun. A lot of stuff going out there. But, yeah, you know, get out there. Be safe. Be smart. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. 